This is episode 22 on the Millennial Life School podcast, a message to youth group students. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30-something-year-olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another catch-up session on the Millennial Life School podcast. So I want to share with you guys this quote that I posted on my Instagram the other night. It's a quote by Frederick Buchner. It says, The place God calls you to is a place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I was thinking about, about like, okay, what does God want me to do in this earth, you know? What is it am I living for? And I feel like one thing was, for me, I find great joy and gladness in being able to encourage other people and being able to spark love into people's lives. And when I think about world's deep hunger, it's, you know, so many kids, so many people these days are struggling with anxiety, are struggling with pain, are feeling lonely and empty. And what everyone's looking for is a good love story. Everyone's looking for love. And so this week, in sharing about what's been on my mind this past week, actually, I got to do something where my deep sense of gladness got to meet the world's deep hunger, which is speaking life into people. And and today, actually, this Friday, March 15th, um, I had the honor of being able to speak at a church in New York City at their youth group ministry. And, you know, usually for every Friday, you know, I would prepare a short episode on something that I'm learning and something that's been on my mind. And literally something that's been on my mind this whole week was about preparing for this message that I was going to share at this youth group in New York City. It was through Zoom call, obviously, you know, coronavirus. Um, but yeah, in this week, I was thinking about what I want to share and because it was really consuming me, I didn't get to record a separate Friday episode for you guys. But I did get to record the message that I share with the youth group. So I'm going to be sharing with you guys this instead. And this message, you know, I was preparing for it for a while. And, you know, there was, I had this message written out and I called it going on an adventure with God. But then last minute, literally like a couple hours before I had to talk, um, I just felt like I, I just felt like I, I wanted to focus on something else. So I talk about this love relationship and my relationship with Jesus. And so it's about my faith and my relationship with Jesus and, you know, my walk with God. So I know this is not like the typical um, episode that you would hear on Millennial Let's Go podcast, but I think it's a really important one. It's really an honor of mine to be able to share, you know, a story of like what God's been doing in my life and about my faith, about how I came to know God and how I came to walk with, how I came to know who Jesus is in my life, which, you know, I really think it's like the greatest love story of my life. So whether you are a Christian, whether you're a believer or not, if you're ever curious about, you know, what is Christianity about or like, what does it look like to, for a person to follow Jesus? If you're curious, um, this episode would be a really good one for you as I'm sharing with you my personal story, my personal um, faith story. 
and I really hope that you guys are blessed by this. So let's get right in. Okay. Awesome. Okay. First of all, thank you, John, so much. This is such an honor to be here. Like, y'all, I'm so excited for this. Like, John invited me and told me about this a couple months ago, a couple months or a month or so ago. And like, yeah, it's been so good. I've been praying to God. Like, okay, like, honestly, this is my first time. I'm not a pastor, y'all. Like, all the people that John mentioned, they're pastors and whatnot, but I'm not a pastor. So I'm like, okay, this is my first time talking to a youth group. So what the heck do I want to say to these people? And, you know, I, I was on the phone with John yesterday and I told him, Hey, John, today I'm going to talk about going on an adventure with God. Because this past year, you know, I've been on this wild adventure with God where last year, March 2019, I literally quit my job and I sold my car. I sold my furniture. And then two days after my last day at work, I literally was on a plane and hopped on a plane to Bali. Indonesia and I spent four months in Bali two months in South Korea and that time like God was just doing an amazing thing you know I launched my first online business and currently I'm a life coach for Millennials and I'm the founder and host of the Millennial Life School podcast and to be honest when I left my job in March 2019 it's kind of like I had no idea you know what God was gonna do it was kind of that moment where you know I'm on a boat and God was calling me to go and to leave so I stepped out of the boat but I'm like god you know I don't know how to swim but I'm just trusting you to teach me how to walk on water because I'm jumping out of the boat so I was I was going to talk to you guys about going on an adventure with God but literally a couple hours ago I felt like God really wanted me to talk on something else so I just changed up everything that I was gonna say and today I want to talk about being in a relationship with Jesus. And I know you guys, if you guys grew up in the church, you guys probably heard a lot of messages about being in a relationship with Jesus. But honestly, being in a relationship with Jesus, I don't want you guys to tune out because it's literally the most exciting thing ever. So um, actually, before I start, um, John, can I, can I pray? Can I open us in prayer? Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity where I get to be your vessel, where I get to speak a message that you have placed in my heart to these kids. Father, Lord, I thank you so much for everything that you've done in my life. And I thank you so much for every single one of them, for everything that you're doing in their life and for how you're building them up. And I pray, Jesus, oh Lord, that it's time that you would use me to speak truth into their life. And I pray, Father, Lord, that you would reawaken love in their heart for you to be in a relationship with Jesus because being in a relationship with you literally changes everything. So I pray, Father, Lord, that you would set a fire in their heart that they may know who they are and who you are and walk out in the authority and the power of who they are in you, Lord. So we thank you. We love you. And I pray, Jesus, oh Lord, would you speak through me, that it wouldn't be me speaking, but it would be your spirit speaking through me, Lord. So thank you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, okay, let me ask you guys a question. So John kind of told me like the age range that you guys are in. For all, all the youth group kids, uh, how old are you, are you guys? So let me just go through. 11, you went 11, 12, 11, 12, 13. 14, 15, 16, 
Seventeen? Eighteen? Yeah. Kathleen, did you raise your hand? <laughs> did I miss your age? You're twelve, you're twelve. Okay. So who's a senior in high school? I am a senior. So William, senior in high school. Okay, so are you going into college next year? What's the situation? I know with COVID-19, things are a little bit different. Awesome, awesome. College. So let me ask you a question. When you think about going into college next year, what's like the one thing on your mind? <clears throat> Nervous? Yeah, about what? What are you thinking about? What's like the one thing you're looking forward to or things that you're thinking about? Mm hmm yeah, where are you where are you planning to go to college? Oh, New Philadelphia. Okay, awesome. So when I was your age, so when I was a senior in high school, and I was thinking about going to Boston University, I was thinking about going to college. Do you know what was the one thing that was on my mind? It was boys. And actually, let me take that back. It wasn't boys. I was thinking, oh, not boys. They're college men, right? So I was like, I'm so done with these high school boys. I'm ready to go and move on and meet these college men. And, you know, after I graduated from high school, so there I was in summer, I had all this time. And so what the heck am I going to do? And while I was sitting in a desk, I came across this book. And it was a book that someone gave to me a long time ago, but I had no idea, like, what it was. I've never taken a look at it. Do you guys ever have things like that where you guys just have sitting around in your house that like you never took note of? So oftentimes like there's things that's like laying around that we never know about. So there I was and I come across this book and it was so interesting. I don't remember who gave it to me, but the title was Authentic Beauty, The Shaping of a Set-Apart Woman by Leslie Moody. And I came across it and I was like, oh, that's interesting, authentic beauty. Next year, I'm going to be going to college. It's going to be this whole new pool of college men. And man, I think this book might be useful, right? So I started, I picked it up and I flipped it around. And you know, in the back, they give you like a little excerpt of what the book is about. And this is what it said. It said, in a culture that mocks our longing for tender romance, in a world where fairy tales never seem to come true, do we dare to hope for more? For every young woman asking that question, this book is an invitation. I read that immediately. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's me. I need that. And it said, you can begin a never-ending love story with your true prince. Discover the authentic beauty of a life fully set apart for him. Experience a romance that will transform every part of your existence and fulfill the deepest longings of your feminine heart. Immediately, I was like, oh man, like this book is for me because I need to know how to be that set-apart person to find that Prince Charming in the new pool of college men, right? So I started, I picked it up, I started reading it, and this girl, Leslie Ludi, this, this author, she talks about all these like romances that she's had, you know, all these like high school boys, who would come into her life and she was like, oh my God, you're freaking amazing. And then like the next moment she'll realize like, oh, actually this guy's not that great. 
and he would break her heart and she would just like feel really bad and so she would fall in love with another guy start dating this guy and then all of a sudden they, she realizes like oh actually he's not he's not that great either and so she talks about her, all her relationship of just like being in love dating and meeting the wrong guys and all these guys just breaking her heart have any has anyone like felt that way where it's like oh my god there's no like good girls or good guys out there for me right do you feel that like anyone in your school you're looking around and you're like oh like I don't think there's anyone here for me right <laughs> so she talked about that and feeling that way and then like after like around chapter two or three she talks about finally meeting this guy this she calls him prince charming he's like yeah and you know after all these heartbreaks I was I almost lost hope in love but then I met this guy and he's been someone who's been there with me all along like he was there with me through all the tough times he was patient with me and he was like a really good friend to me that I never really noticed and then I was like oh okay oh typical you know best friend turning into boyfriend type of situation right so I was like okay let's keep reading and towards the end of like chapter three or something he she reveals to us who this prince charming was this guy that she finally fell in love with this guy who offers so much and she says this prince charming of mine his name is jesus i kid you not i was so shy because up until that point i had no idea i was reading a freaking christian book you know i like i i started the book guys like I started reading it because I'm like, oh, I want to go and like be that set apart woman for that Prince Charming in college and start dating. I was reading that book. I'm like, okay, let's see how, how I can be that beautiful woman. And then she talks about Jesus. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I was so shocked. But sometimes I think God does that. There's things where even like you're on one path and you have certain intention or you're maybe going down the wrong path with the wrong intention, but God can intervene. And you can all of a sudden make that wrong direction and the wrong path into the right path, right? He did that with Paul. So if you guys know Paul's story, but before he became Paul, he was Saul. And, and if you look at Acts 9, he, so Saul is going down and he's like, he wants murder. He wants, he wants to kill Christians. He hates Christians. But he's going down on the path on Damascus. And he's like, I want to kill Christians. I want to kill Christians. You know, just like going. He wants to put Christians into prison. And then he's on the, on the road on Damascus and all of a sudden he has an encounter with God and God comes and all of a sudden there's this light that falls on him and there's this voice from heaven that says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul is just like, oh, I can't see it. Like, who is you? You know, like he doesn't know who this is. And the voice says, I'm Jesus, the one that you're persecuting. And so I think God kind of does that where he just kind of intervenes and he changes your road right so there I was I picked up the book because I'm like Haha, let me go oh, be set apart so I'm beautiful so that I can go to college date all these people and things like that and all of a sudden Jesus I'm like what <laughs> and so God literally intervened in my life in that moment and I started reading and that time I really came to realize like Huh, like how is my relationship with Jesus because Leslie Ludi this girl she talks about Jesus as being her lover and she has this intimate relationship with Jesus and Jesus is so alive in her and she knows how much Jesus loves her 
and she has this love relationship with Jesus. And you know, at that time, so my my story is you know, I grew up Christian. My dad is a pastor, so I grew up in the church. And you know, if anyone were to ask me like, oh, like, do you love Jesus? I'd be like, yeah, I love Jesus, right? You know, and you know those bracelets like WWJD. What would Jesus do? You know, like I'm like, yeah, I'm Christian. Um, and so it was kind of like that. I don't know. Is that irrelevant? Do you guys have WWJD? Is that like? <laughs> guys too young for that okay <laughs> but i think susan and john would know it's this bracelet what would jesus do bracelet <laughs> um but so that was and at that time i realized like huh how is my relationship with jesus and if i were to make you know that facebook status so i don't know if you guys are too young for facebook too <laughs> But Facebook, you know, when you are in a relationship with someone, you, you can change your status, your relationship status, right? And if I were to think back at that time, I feel like if there was a status about my relationship with Jesus, it would probably be something like, it's complicated, right? So I know Jesus, yeah, like he loves me. I think I love him, but like it's, it's complicated, and, you know, growing up in a conservative Korean Methodist church, you know, when it comes to Holy Spirit, it's like, the Holy Spirit is like that crazy uncle that no one talks about, right? And so, and then, so I knew God. I knew Jesus as like, oh yeah, Jesus is son of God. I knew of Holy Spirit, but like, eh, like, I don't really know, you know? And that time I started to really think like, oh, I actually want to know who Jesus is in an intimate way like who is Jesus in my life so that that summer I just took time to just like I had a notebook and I remember just writing down all the things that I can think of to repent because you know if you want to have a relationship with Jesus you know you you're inviting someone in to commune with you right and he is alive in you and he's in you but like I wanted to get rid of all the junk so if you were to think, let's say, um, like the most popular guy in, or girl in your high school, think about this person, um, you know, let's say, I'm just thinking of the movie, um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, you know, oh, the Peter guy type of guy, Noah, um, I, I don't know his, his last name, but yeah, like there's this guy or girl and the most popular person, and all of a sudden, um, you guys are in a science class and you guys get assigned to be partners and this person is coming over to your house you know and it's your time to just work on a project together you don't want your clothes laying around in your house you know you don't want all your junk and trash piled up in your bedroom right so you want to clean those things up it's kind of like that with jesus you want to clear up your room so that summer i remember just like taking a notebook and writing down all the little things that i can repent of and it was just like all those small things like, oh God, like I just, I repent of that time that I was jealous of Sarah in my math class because of her backpack. God, forgive me of that. And then I remember I just like small, everything that I can think of that I, I feel like God was just convicting me in that time. Like little things like, God, I repent of that time that I fell asleep with gum in my mouth. And the next morning, somehow the gum ended up in my sister's eye. And she had to cut off her eyelashes, and I told her it wasn't me. God, I remember that. And true story. 
And I remember I was like, God, I repent of that time. And I just wrote on my notebook like all the little things that I can think of to repent. And that's really, I think, how I began pursuing Jesus. Like who Jesus is and, and asking him to commune with me, with me. And so that happened senior year of high school. And then I ended up going to Boston University. And that's when I feel like God started to really come alive in me. And I remember there was this one time I was walking around and just going to class. And I remember I was at a point where I'm like, okay, God, like, you know, I don't want to believe with blind faith. I know that my dad's a pastor. I know that I grew up in the church. But like, if you are real, like, I really want to know, like, how real you are. Like, if you are real, please just show me. And so I think I was walking around for like an hour or two, just walking mindlessly, listening to Christian music and just like, okay, God, like if you don't show up now, I'm not going to believe in you. Like, come on, like, tell me that you're with me. Show me that you're real. And I remember as I was walking, all of a sudden, I felt like God just like showing me my shadow. And I'm like, okay, shadow, you know, <laughs> like how often is, is it that like we're walking around and like there's so many things that we never take note of, right? But all of a sudden, I started to look at my shadow. It's so interesting, just looking at my shadow and how I'm walking. But like every single step that I take, all of a sudden, I realize like, wow, this shadow literally is following me every single step of the way. And I remember God speaking to me in that moment. Like, Sharon, just like how your shadow follows you every single step of the way, I am with you every single step of the way. And wow, like, you know, <laughs> and if you think about it, like, you know, unless you're like Peter Pan or whatnot, like your shadow literally is with you every single moment that you're walking outside. And there's no way that you can like detach your shadow, you know, but like every single step you take, you'll see that your shadow follows you. And so after that happened, Literally, I'd be walking to class and all of a sudden, I just couldn't stop noticing God. So I'm walking to class and I'm seeing all these people walking by with their bags, with their abuse sweater. And then I would just see all their shadow and I'd be like, man, you grow it within the red sweater. You might not know this, but God is with you, you know? And then I'd be looking at all these people just walking my, like walking to class and everyone's like everyone they all had their shadows and I'm like y'all God is with you God is with you and then I just couldn't like it was just so crazy and God became so real in my life and I remember like at that time it was like God just spoke to me in this like supernatural joy where I just couldn't stop smiling because I'm like I'm seeing God everywhere like the sun all of a sudden is brighter everything is more colorful and I just like couldn't stop smiling just thinking about how God is everywhere and how God is literally with everyone every step of the way that like I had to get my phone out and I would be just scrolling as if I'm looking at something really funny because at that moment I kid you not guys like I couldn't stop smiling (laughs) and I just didn't want to look like this crazy Asian girl walking around with this like big smile on looking at everyone you know that would be weird right so (laughs) So that happened, and in that time, you know, all of a sudden, 
my relationship with Jesus, it wasn't so complicated anymore. And I remember like walking into worship and it was just like the thought of being in God's presence, this love relationship with him, which is so exciting that I remember I would be walking into, you know, our church worship and I'll get so excited. Like my heart would start to beat fast because I'm just like, my God, I get to be in church and worship God. My heart would start to beat fast. And then in his presence, like I would feel literally like my face go hot. Like I feel like I'm blushing as if like I'm in the presence of someone that I have like this huge crush on, you know. And I remember thinking in that moment like, wow. So this is what it feels like to be in love. And so in that moment, all of a sudden, my relationship wasn't complicated. I was in a relationship with Jesus. And I knew who Jesus was in that way. And so I want to ask you guys, like, do you, do you have that kind of intimate relationship with Jesus? You know, because I think growing up in the church, if you, if you grow up in the church, you know, there's times where, you know, you can know God, you know who God is, you know who Jesus is. But are you walking with him? Are you communicating with him? Is he alive in you? Um, so I want to, you know, this this past week, I, w- I was reading Isaiah, and I want to read you guys something from Isaiah. So Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 4, if you guys can go, you know, I don't know, on your phone or on your Bible. So Isaiah 43, 1 to 4. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you. Let's stop there. And so, reading this, it says, if you read it in the ESV version, it says, because you're precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. Man, this really, I saw this and it blew my mind. And let me ask you guys a question. Um, are any of you guys here like a huge BTS fan? <laughs> Nicole. Okay, so you're a BTS fan. So Nicole, a BTS fan. Who's your, who's your favorite in BTS? Jimin. Jimin? Awesome, awesome. But Nicole, what's your last name? Nicole Kim. Okay, so Jimin is Nicole Kim's favorite BTS member. And I know, you know, it's so crazy, like BTS, like in this time, you guys are so spoiled. Like Korea is like so big right now. I remember when I was in high school, someone asked me Korea, like, is it all rice fields? And I'm like, girl, you don't know Korea. But now like everyone knows Korea, right? Like BTS, the biggest boy band group in the world. So crazy, right? But BTS, I know with COVID-19, um, you know, the concerts are canceled and things like that. 
But imagine, Nicole, like you're in this room of all these thousands and thousands of BTS fans. And Jimin, all of a sudden, all of a sudden he goes, Nicole Kim from New York. Nicole Kim from New York, can you come on up here? And Jimin looks at you straight in the eyes and goes, and he says, Nicole Kim, you are mine. <laughs> With his beautiful eyes. Dang, like, how would you feel, you know? It, he looks at you and says, you are mine, like, don't let go, right? <laughs> and then, and then he says to you, Nicole, you're precious in my eyes. I honor you and I love you. Dang, how would you feel, right? I mean, if I were you, like, the next day in school or whatever, like, it would literally, I would be walking around differently because I'm like, do you know who I am? Jimin called me by my name and he said, I am his. He said I, that he loves me. Like, do you know who I am, you know? You'd be walking with a little bit of an extra balance in your steps, and like a little bit like, <laughs> she says, I would faint. <laughs> so you feel like it's so crazy, right? But yeah, so like, that's what it, it does. Like if Jimin were to like call you out and call you by name and tell you that you are his. But you know what's so crazy? So BTS has 136 million fans around the world. 136 million followers but you know what you know how many jesus has he has something like 2.5 billion followers that crazy so like to jesus it's like oh bts oh like they're so small like 2.5 billion christians 2.5 billion jesus followers and he's here and he says here he says i have called you by name you are mine and God says to us, like, you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I don't know about you, but like, man, that ought to change your life, you know? And it's like, do you know who, who I am? Do you know that I am loved, that I'm chosen, that God loves me, that he calls me, me by name? And he says, I am his. And so, like, do you know who you are in Christ? Because, you know, I think in this time, like, the enemy over and over, I, I, I face this and I, I realize this, but I think so many times the enemy, he's, like, working overtime to make you forget who you are. But you guys, you guys have so much power in you. And the reality of walking with God is just crazy. Like, he loves you and... It's like you're royalty, you know? You are princes and princesses in the kingdom of God. You guys are chosen by God. You know, it says in John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. God chose you guys, every single one of you. He calls you by name and he chose you even before you knew him, even before you chose him and you loved him, he chose you. And so, you know, when I was in middle school, like elementary school and middle school, I used to be this like anime geek. Um, I don't know if you guys know Naruto. Does anyone know Naruto? Anyone watch Naruto? Is that you guys are too young for that too? <laughs> okay, all right, one person. <laughs> These days, man, I feel I feel old. <laughs> but 
But when I was in middle school and elementary school, I used to be this like anime geek, and I loved Naruto. And if you know Naruto, there's a you know it's ninjas, and there's this thing called Rasengan. Do you know? Do you know that? It's like the same where it's like Naruto has this like his hand, and all of a sudden there's like this energy ball that forms, and like he uses it like that's his superpower. And I remember I was so into Naruto at that time that like I had a dream. I had a dream one day. I gather my hands together. <laughs> this is so dorky, but I gather my hands together, and all of a sudden, like it was like I started to form this ball, and I was so I was like freaking out. Oh, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like Rasengan. Like, oh my god, it's real. And like at that time, I kid you not. Like I was so shocked. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this is real. Like this power, all I had to do is just believe and just form my hands together, and like I had this power. And then obviously, you know, I woke up and I realized, like, oh, this is just a dream. <laughs> But in a way, you know, I think when you're walking with God, like this, it's like we become like this ninja in God's kingdom, become this like army of God, right? Become this like secret ninjas, and like we have these like superpowers in the kingdom of God. And I think that's kind of like how Holy Spirit is, where you know you can't see Him, but there's power. There's a real sense of power because I don't know if you guys know, but like as Christians, we are at war. There's a spiritual battle that's going on. It's so exciting because we already know that whatever this battle is, no matter how scary it looks, that we already have victory in Jesus Christ. So you know we are we already won the battle, but still, like God wants us to fight and do our part, right? And I remember, like, I had this like Rasengan type of moment recently. So I share with you guys that, like, last year, you know, I I decided to go on this adventure with God, and I I was in Bali. And when I was in Bali, I, you know, I was just doing about my stuff, and there was this girl, an Indonesian girl that I've never met, but she messaged me on Instagram, and she was like, "Hey, Sharon, like, I'm interested about coaching." So we hopped on a video call, and she was sharing with me about her life. And then she, I just somehow like, you know, we started talking about God, and she told me that she's kind of Christian, you know, oh, like Christian who are in that it's complicated relationship status. And at that time, I just felt like I wanted to pray for her. So we were on this video Zoom call, like we are here, and I just prayed for her. And then the next morning, she messages me saying. Sharon, thank you so much for your prayer. You know, after you prayed for me, I was in my quiet time. I was just praying, and all of a sudden, I felt God's presence. I felt Jesus. He had His hand on my heart, and I couldn't stop crying. And she had this real encounter with Jesus. And a couple of months after, I I sent her a message when I was in Bali again, and just checking in and seeing how she's doing. And I asked her like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And she told me, "Oh, actually, Sharon, like I'm not doing very well. I actually lost my ability to talk." And so I was like, "What? That's weird. Like, how did you lose your ability to talk? Like, why can't you talk anymore?" And she told me about something. I'm not gonna go too much in detail, but from what I heard, I just knew in that moment that it was there was something spiritual going on. Like I said, like. Y'all, this world, this spiritual realm—it's so real. There's a battle going on, 
against you know the kingdom of God, God's God's people, and the enemy, the Satan. And there's there's a real sense of war going on. And I knew immediately like something is going on in the spiritual realm. Like there's no way that like this girl who was perfectly fine, all of a sudden she can't talk anymore. And so she said it's been five days where she couldn't talk. So her parents are really freaked out about it. So they're going to go see a speech therapist. She's going to, going to go see um, psychologists. And she was seeing all these doctors, but she still wasn't able to talk. And she sent me a voice message, you know, through Instagram. And, you know, I sent her a prayer before. Just I sent her a prayer just kind of like, inviting Jesus into her life, a simple prayer. And I, and she sent me a voice message where she was uh, speaking the prayer out, but you could tell that she couldn't talk. Like she could make sound, but she couldn't really talk as if something was like holding onto her mouth. And so I said, I just looked at the scripture and, and just spoke scripture over her. Um, I just spoke Psalm 51, 15, and I just prayed, God, unseal her lips so that she can praise you. It says in Psalm 51, 15, Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. I simply just prayed that over her through an Instagram message, y'all. It wasn't like I was there, like laying hands, it was all crazy, you know? It's just like, I just sent her on Instagram message, like, like um, Jesus, I pray that you would unseal her lips so that she may praise you. And I just spoke this prayer, sent it over. And then next, I get another voice message from her. And she's crying and she's saying, Sharon, guess what? I can talk again. Thank you, Jesus. It's crazy. And it's kind of like that single moment where it's like, dang, I, you know, I, I wasn't even there. I wasn't even in her presence. But it was like realizing that there's real power in the name of Jesus. There's real power in the Holy Spirit. And so I wanna um so I wanna ask you guys like do you know Jesus in this way? And like you guys, you guys are living in a time where like God is moving and you guys are in New York, New York City. It's the epicenter of coronavirus. But you guys being in your presence, being with God as God's children, like even your presence has the power and the authority to shift atmospheres. So are you guys living life like you really believe what the Bible says about you? Are you really living life like you really know who you are? Are you really living life as if you know that you are the precious one, you are chosen by God, you're someone who has authority in, in the name of Jesus? Like, like it's time for you guys to really rise up, you know? I think in this time, it's time for us to rise up because there's no excuses. Anyone can change the world for Jesus. Like anyone can go like freaking social media. Anyone can, you can preach the gospel and share your message to people all around the world. And like these days, it's so funny. Anyone can go viral on TikTok for Jesus, you know? And I say this because actually in this time of quarantine, I went viral for the first time on the internet. And and it was so funny, like, literally, you guys might think, like, oh, Sharon, you're too old to be on TikTok. But um, during quarantine, you know, there was this whole wave of millennials getting into TikTok, like, oh, let's see what the youngins are doing. So I, I started TikTok during this time of quarantine. And it was just so funny. I just randomly posted this video about how because of coronavirus, we can't go to church. 
so how we do home church how like my dad every sunday he dresses up in full suit and he preaches a message like as if we we're in a church but it's just me my mom that's it you know <laughs> and my dad just preaching his sermon and i just like i thought it was so funny so i posted on tiktok and it just went viral and yesterday uh I realized someone messaged me on Instagram that my video about doing home church, actually, someone made it into a meme. So if you guys go to church meme ministry, <laughs> there's my video about how we do church during coronavirus. And so let me tell you guys, like, y'all, you guys can go viral for Jesus on TikTok in this time. You guys can change the world for Jesus in this time. Um, so yeah, I want to ask you guys, like, how is your relationship with Jesus? Because there's so much in you guys. And you guys are so much, so capable of so much more. I think God really delights it, delights when he sees his children living out as if like you guys really believe what the Bible says. As if you, you really know the power of Jesus in your life. And that will change your life. Um, so yeah, so I just want to end with um, a prayer um, let's all just close your eyes and you know I don't know where you guys are at in your in your time with Jesus um, but I want you guys to just close your eyes and really ask God like you know where is your relationship with Jesus right now you know like are you guys is it complicated or do you know Jesus as someone who really loves you, who calls you by your name and says, I love you, that you are mine? Um, so let's pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, um, I thank you so much for, for this time where I, I was able to share a little bit of just, you know, what you've done in my life, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord, that Jesus, you truly transform lives, that it is in you where there's so much power, Lord, that the reality of you is just so evident in this world. And I pray, Father, Lord, for every single one of the kids here in the Zoom call, Father, Lord, I pray, Jesus, Lord, that they would know how good you are, that they would walk with you, that they would have, be able to have a relationship with you that is so intimate that they would know that every single step of the way that you're with them, Lord. And I pray, Father, Lord, for your fire to revive in their hearts, Lord, that you would spark up a new relationship with you, Lord, that they may be able to walk with you, commune with you. And even in this time of quarantine, that their rooms would be like a prayer room where they're praying out and in the spirit that they're waging war in the spirit and waging war against coronavirus in the epicenter of New York, Lord. And I pray, Father, that because you have placed them in New York, because you have placed them in New York, that New York City would be a place that is a little bit brighter because they're there, Lord. So I just pray, Father, Lord, that this message would take seed in their hearts and that you would start to grow their heart, grow them to love you more and to know you more. Um, I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know that this one's a little bit different. It was just an audio from the message that I, that I gave at a church in New York City. And, you know, I really hope it blessed you. 
And I want to encourage you, you know, if you have never, you know, been in a relationship with Jesus and if you're kind of curious about faith or even about being in a relationship with Jesus and what that looks like, um, send me a DM on my Instagram at Sharon Kilon Han and I would love to talk with you. I would love to walk with you on how you can invite Jesus into your life and how you can have faith in a God who loves you. Because let me tell you, it would change your life. Um, and just want you to know, like, you guys are created with love, for love, to love. So I hope you guys know this. And yeah, let me know what you guys thought of this. This was actually my first time speaking at like a church type of, giving a message at like a church type of setting. So I was actually really nervous, like really nervous going into it and I was just it really took every every single faith in me to just pray for boldness so that I can just simply share this message um, so I hope you guys are blessed by this message love you guys thank you so much for listening and see you guys in the next episode